let's get ready to rumble. I've been dying to do that since <laughs> we got in the studio. Welcome back, everybody. What is going on? It's Jamie Archer, and you're here for season three, episode three of the hashtag Are You Okay, Mate? podcast before we go any further i just want to put a huge shout out to shifties for letting us use the studio today and if you're watching this on youtube make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button absolutely gassed for my guest today so over the last 12 months i've met some really incredible people um and at times i can't believe how incredible they are and in the top end of that bracket is my guest today mr steve whitney Steve, title of the podcast, are you okay, mate? Jamie, after that introduction, I'm definitely okay, mate. Good, man. Guys, make sure you're getting at my socials down here and get at Steve's socials down there after this podcast. Steve, thank you so much for coming in today, mate. Oh, I've been so looking forward to it. So Good. looking forward to it. Good, man. And this is in Steve's words that this podcast is better than sex. Absolutely. Like, yep. I'll go to bed with Jamie most nights. <laughs> lucky man me i'm a lucky man. um that's going on my that's going on my profile now that so when i advertise the podcast now there's going to be like brackets at the bottom the podcast is better than sex absolutely it's got to be it's but it's changed our lives jamie it's um fiona and i used to go to bed we put the news on and go to yeah. bed with the news on now we actually look for podcasts and um i was looking at the are you okay mate uh podcast i saw the one with steve greenall and yeah. uh you know, we've listened to, what, five, six, seven or eight since. So Thank uh, you. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, everybody, find podcasts. Yeah. Find hashtag are you okay, mate. They're brilliant. Go and subscribe on Spotify, guys, and hit the link in my bio on Insta as well to make sure you don't miss an episode. Um, okay, so, Steve, got loads I want to talk to you about today. Um, I think the first thing I want to talk to you about is I didn't even realise this was a thing until I read that you put it the other day. Talk to me about February, and it's quite a challenging month for you, right? Yeah, February's a very challenging month for me, and this this, this goes back um, beyond 2020. Um, you come back after Christmas, and a lot of people are down through January, but I didn't find that. Yeah. And then you get to February, and you're like, between winter and spring, you just want spring to arrive, and February was always like a nothing month. Um, you know, Easter's on the horizon, Christmas is gone. And um, unfortunately, 2020 um, just really cemented it. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I lost my son, Will, on the 12th of February, 2020. And, um, you know, I, d I don't think I really recognised it totally until this year. Yeah. Um, and we sort of got to February and I knew the 12th of February was coming. And I'm pretty damn sure that a lot of people around me would say to you, yeah, we know it's a difference in Steve through February. Yeah. But I'm coming out of it now. You know, I've, I've been so looking forward to doing this podcast. And, yeah. uh, you know, fr today's the positive move forward. And, um, you know, let, let's let's get into uh, into into spring and uh, and then into summer and enjoy Absolutely. the rest of our days. That's, that's a lovely thing to hear, man, that, that coming here today is a positive for you. And, like, it's, it's a huge positive for me, like something I've been looking forward to actually sit down and get to chat to you so for those of you that, that, that are watching guys and don't know steve just tell us a 
brief description. Like, introduce yourself, man. Who's Steve Whitney? Like, what what makes Steve Whitney Steve Whitney, and what makes you so passionate? So, Steve, yeah, Steve Whitney. Yeah, life is. Uh, I'm a adrenaline junkie. I think right? everything I do, I put my heart into. Yeah. Um, you know, and yes, I lost. I lost my son. Um, and that's changed my life hugely. Like you've already touched on, I've met some amazing people. Yeah, man. Since I lost my boy, um, you know, and one I'd like to, to to sort of mention is is a guy called Darren Ferguson, manager of Peterborough United, until this weekend. Yeah, I know. I'm absolutely gutted that that guy that. Has, has left Peterborough. But do you know he phoned me the day after William died. Yeah. Right. You know, William was working at Peterborough and. and phone me but going back to myself yeah I'm adrenaline junkie I put myself into wholeheartedly into everything I do and um, you know Will's gone I had a decision to make I go with him right? or I I move forward with my life and yeah. I chose to move forward with my life by trying to help others you know, yeah. I now have hundreds of, of Will's because there's so many people out there that need people like you and me yeah. and and all those that are around us, the Luke Newmans of the world, the Justin Lees of the world. Absolutely. Um, and again, you know, that's three guys there that tw- 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 12 months ago, I never even knew. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy, right? And yeah. uh, I'm a firm believer, Steve, that the universe will bring people together that need to be together. And it's the last 12 months that have, the last nine months really, have really cemented that for me and I'm so glad that, that I've met you like it was crazy like I knew your name I knew who you were and I never physically met you until the day we met at Cambridge in yep. the are you okay mate space yep. which that day was a madness for myself anyway and you left me hanging and I did leave you <laughs> hanging and I apologize <laughs> I did like I needed to get back for my slot man and but I'm just so glad that you waited over there and like I say, that day was a madness in itself. And then I walked in and I saw you. And like as cheesy and as naff as it sounds, I was like, yeah, I've got, I'm, a, I'm near a friend. Mm. Like there's someone here that's a friend. Yeah, we'd never met, yet we felt like we were brothers. Like it's crazy, yeah. right? And I think that the this is one of the beautiful things about the tragedy that you've gone through and the struggles that I've been through is it does bring people together. And it brings people together really closely. Now, I want to talk about Will. I I do want to talk about Will. Before I do that, because we're talking about how we first met, I want to bring a little good news story. Wayne. Oh, yes. (laughs) Wayne. (laughs) The story continues, but yeah, Wayne is is a success for us us both. 100%. So just real, really briefly, like, tell the people who Wayne is. Like, tell, share, share, as much of Wayne's story as you want to share and how he is now part of both of our lives and part of the bigger community. Yeah, so um, I went I went to Cambridge to see uh, to see Jamie and we'd had a guy on our walk um, called Wayne who'd uh, had moved to Cambridge. And Wayne had been through some tough times, still going through some tough times. He'd been homeless. He got rehoused in Cambridge. He yeah. had no friends. He had nothing in Cambridge. And... Um, I'd come to see you in Cambridge while you was doing your uh, your shifties bit, and you yeah. was over here. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll give Wayne a call and um, see if he fancies a coffee. 
So, yep, we picked Wayne up. He came and had a coffee. Um, he was embarrassed by the fact that he didn't have any money and he, you know, he initially he wasn't going to come, but I insisted. Um, and then I took him back to the, um, to the souk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took him there because I knew there would be people there that could help him while I was trying to help him back in St. Neot. So if he needed to go somewhere to pick something up, um, if he needed to talk to somebody, I knew that that safe would space. be the place he could he could relate Absolutely. to a safe space. Exactly. Um, and then we were stood there and he was looking at the, uh, the, the, the live-a-thon on the big screen and he asked what was going on. So I sort of explained to him and he said, oh, I'd like to have a look at some of that. So, um, you know, I said, right, okay, well, we'll get it on your phone. Well, yeah. we couldn't get it on his phone. We couldn't get it to go. Yeah. So I then went in with him yeah. and um, Charlie came over and started talking to us and, uh, you know, we got it, started to load it up and then, of course, you came back. Yeah. Right? So then you and I had a chat, spoke about Wayne and the, the issues he was having. Um, you know, I run my own business and unfortunately after sort of half hour ago I had to shoot, but yeah. uh, Wayne remained with you, it totally is. engrossed in the uh, in the live-a-thon. Um, and when he went in there, he said to me, Steve, I don't really want to go in there. These people don't look like they've suffered. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. And when he come out, the messages that I was getting pinging on my phone from yeah. him um, were unbelievable. And yeah. he keeps in contact with Charlie. Yeah, of course, right? man, and that's um, good. I'm still in contact with him now. He has still got his issues. Today he took delivery of his furniture. Oh, he's well, been decorating nice, his house. Um, but he's got problems with the authorities, and yeah. that's what we've got to get to. So today, um, Luke's... I've spoken to Luke. Luke's got in contact with uh, CPSL Mind and put a few messages out there. Yeah. So we're trying to get him the financial uh, support and the expertise that he requires. Yeah, no, big up, man, big up. Yeah. And like, I'm so glad that Wayne came in and spoke to me because uh, in that conversation, he says that to me. He goes, ah, oh, like, to look at you, you don't look like you've suffered. I was like, bro, if you knew my story, yeah. I've been hurt, man. Yeah. Like, I've suffered. And just because I look a certain way, just because I act a certain way, doesn't define what's gone on in the past. But what it does mean is that we can turn things around into a positive. And, and the day that young man left and he come up to me and he shook my hand and he said, Jamie, I'm going to go and make a real positive change in my life. Like that for me was enough. And what's subsequently happened since then, like just hearing that, like yeah. the guy, that, listen, like huge shout out to Wayne, like, Big up to him for for taking that first step, and big up to to you and his support network going around. Um, so I want to talk about Will now, guys. If you're listening to this and if you're watching this, this is a trigger warning. It does get quite hard to hear. Um, I will put links in the bio to services you can use if you do get triggered by this. So. Firstly, thank you for sharing Will's story. No, that's, that's, that's part of uh, part of our life, mate. You share your story most days. So, and um, it's the only way that we can get over the message that we're we're trying to get across. Absolutely. So, in your own time and in your own words, Steve, tell us about Will. Yeah, well, Will was <laughs> he was my best mate. He was he was everything that I would want in a son. Yeah. Um, in the 21 years he was on the planet, I, n- I never, I never had a crossword with him. I never told him off. Um, 
he was the life and soul of the party. He was the first person to go and support his mates yeah. when they were in an hour of need. Yeah. The times that he sort of said, you know, we used to go to me nan, his, his nan's every Thursday for dinner. And um, the times that he just upped and said, look, a mate needs me, I've, I've got to go. Yeah. And um, the frustrating, th it's not a frustrating thing. I maintain that p parents need to talk to their kids and the kids that need most talking to are those young adults that are just about to embark on a life on their own. Um, I, you know, I had things thrown at me. Why didn't you do something? And you must have known. And there were a number of things going on in Will's life that me as his father wasn't aware of. Yet the only person that had the experience to possibly advise mm -hmm. and potentially guide was his dad. Yeah. You know, I had 35 years, or 34 years, more experience of adult life than he did. You know, I've gone through financial worries. I've gone through relationship worries. I've gone through work worries. I've gone through the everyday run-of-the-mill things that now I'm 55, you look back and think, you know, what was I worried about? You know, they're yeah, things you shouldn't be worrying about. And I wasn't aware. You know, his workmates knew he had girlfriend problems. His girlfriend knew he had work problems. Um, you know, he, he left a note, you know, on his phone. On no his phone, no he physical notice. Yeah, okay. he left him, yeah. No money, no friends. My life has no worth. It cost me more to bury him than it did to cover his credit card. He had in excess of 400 people at his funeral. Mm -hmm. And there's a young lad that thinks his life has no worth. You know, that is just so, 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 so sad. And... I look at him every day. I've got him tattooed on my chest. I've got him on my mobile phone. I can't take him off my profile picture on my Facebook page. You know, it's silly thing. It's not silly it's things. Not silly it's 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 my tribute to to a lad who, even if he wasn't my son, mm. he just he was just such a wonderful kid, such a wonderful kid. Do you know? So I look at this in two, there's two sets of eyes for me on this. The first one is as a dad, got two boys, got a 12-year-old and a nine-year-old. Just like promise me you'll talk to them. Steve. When they become young and old. I, I, I talk to them every day. Mm -hmm. I tell them that I love them and that I'm proud of them. And as any parent should, and sometimes that's perhaps not quite enough. So as a dad, I, I look at this situation and... I can't even put words against how much my heart breaks for you because uh, my greatest fear is losing my children. I do everything I can to normalise conversations surrounding mental health with my boys in the same way Luke does with his yeah, boys. Absolutely. Like, I, it's, not even a, it's not even a conversation anymore in our house. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it is 100% spoke about and welcomed as a conversation piece. And I, I make a vow to you now and to my two sons that I will always have their back and I'll always talk to them about their problems, no matter how big or how small, how late they get in life, like their daddy are always going to have their back and they are the sole reason that I'm here today. Like, they're my lifesavers. Now, I'm going to look, and the other way I look at it is 
from someone that's wanting to kill themselves, from someone that's attempted suicide. When you're in that space, so you, you said that Will said, my life has no meaning. At its worst, depression strips you of everything. It strips you of any feeling. It leaves you feeling numb. It leaves you feeling empty. It leaves you feeling beyond worthless. To the point where you feel like your family don't love you. You feel like your friends don't like you. You feel like your work colleagues won't miss you. You feel like the world would be a better place tomorrow if you didn't wake up. So whilst my heart breaks, I understand and where Will was coming from. And like it, it just breaks my heart, man. Like it, it massively breaks my heart to hear you say that. So if you don't mind, Steve, like because there'll always be someone that needs to listen to this. Mm-hmm. As a dad receiving that news, like what does that look like? The policeman he, the copper came. He banged on the front door. Um, I heard we've got a metal gate at the front, which we hear rattle. I heard the gate rattle. Um, and I have to say, I went down, the policeman was there, and I thought, what's he done? Um, oh, you thought he'd been in trouble? I with thought he'd law. been in trouble. Um, the policeman said, uh, William Whitney. I said, yeah. And I'm still thinking, what's he done? Like this, this is not my boy. What's he done? He came in, he sat down, and he said, um, "There's been an accident. It's been a road accident." So I said, uh, "All right." He said, "And um, unfortunately, William's been killed." Um, he'd asked me beforehand about some defining features. Now. I don't know what emotions went through my body. There was obviously a state of shock. Mm-hmm. But this policeman had asked me about the defining features on his body and a couple of tattoos and what have you, um, which I'd returned to him what they were. He said yes. And at that moment, I knew he wasn't coming back. I knew there was absolutely nothing I could do to bring him back. And as much as I wanted that body in the mortuary not to be his, Mm -hmm. I knew it was. So, like, was there almost an air of instant acceptance? Yes, from my part. Yes, there was. I knew he wasn't coming back. I've been through it. My dad died when he was 50. Yeah. Um, And I never cried for my dad until his gravestone was put on put on the uh, put on the grave because it was all adrenaline yeah. you know it was it was me i was his i was his oldest sibling he just split up with his second wife um and i had to s- try and s- i had to sort everything i did yeah. sort everything i didn't have to but i did and what well, wills was the same it was it was all adrenaline you know it was um i cried believe me i cried Hugely did I, oh, it was just, I'm, I've never cried so much in my life, but um, I knew he weren't coming back, Jamie. I just knew he wasn't coming back, and I went to the mortuary, and that's the only time I've ever told him off. It's right. the only time I've ever told him off. 
Yeah. You know, and I saw him three or four times. Um, and talked to him. And then the final time, you know, that was the day before his funeral. Um, but how do you tell people that are going through a situation like that have to accept it i i don't yeah. know so i can't bring him back there's no there's no magic from you know the only thing that's permanent in this world is, is suicide you know it's 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 it's, it's the end right? it's the end you've got there's no coming back you're not you, it's not it's not all oh, let's try it and see what happens yeah. right you know it's 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 final that's that, that's it and this is why it's so important that people like you talk about the impact because Again, like I say, there'll be someone that listens to this that needs to hear it. Yeah. Like, this is hard for me, because talking about what I've done, I always try to push to the back of my mind what it would do to my family. I'm deeply, uh, and this is something that I've never shared, I'm deeply ashamed of what I've done in 2017. Deeply ashamed. Like, I've had messages where people say I use it for clout, that I use it to promote myself. Like, <laughs> that couldn't be... For, like, I'm so ashamed of what I did because the pain it would have caused my boys is something that I do think about. But I've never thought about my mum and talking to a parent that's lost someone to suicide now. Like, <sighs> the, the, how I feel right now is, like, this level of guilt in my stomach that I could have put my mum through that. And I love my mum deeply. Like deeply, deeply love my mum. It's not just um, you know, it's not just Will's life that's ended. It's his grandmother's. It's his aunties, his uncles. You know, you you, you go and talk to his his uncle. You know, un his uncle is Tony is probably one of the toughest guys you'd ever ever would have met. Mm -hmm. And the minute we start talking to about uh, talking about Will, he'll cry like a baby. He will cry like a baby. It's absolutely nobbled him. It really has. And I understand why it nobbled him. And it's, it, it's hard because I'm sat here trying to find words and I guess that all f since 2020 you've, ha you've been surrounded by people trying to find words. And I find people that hide as well. And, uh, you know, I, I'll talk about it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my boy. Oh, man, right? that's what you I was going to say. How like proud am I of my boy? And I'll talk about him 24-7. 100%, bro. Like yeah. I'm, I'm so, so thankful that you've shared that story. Like, the first time I heard Will's story was on the live phone of making tea. Yeah. And I broke down crying whilst I was making a stir-fry for my kids. Um, but I'm so thankful that you've just, that, that you do share it. And, like, you should rightly so be proud of him. And rightly so be proud of everything that you're doing now. Like, the message that you put across to people you help. Now... Like genuinely, I I don't want to move on from Will. In like, I don't want to like say right, let's move on from Will because, but I want to talk about something positive that you do now, to help people, walk and talk for men. Well, we're not moving from Will, are we? It's no. the reason I do walk and talk for men. Of course, is, man. Is for is is Will. Yeah, man. You know, it's 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 trying to help people that were possibly or are possibly in a similar situation mm -hmm. to what he was. At twenty minutes, twenty nine minutes past eight on the evening of the twelfth of February, um, walk and talk for men is um, 
we're a good group. It's a good bunch set up by Justin Lee. I went initially. I, following Will's death, I befriended a guy at the golf club. Yeah. Who was suffering. He was having suicidal thoughts. Um, I got his confidence. We had some really in-depth conversations. I was trying to understand where Will was prior to uh, prior to him doing the dreaded deed. And then after a while, I asked this guy, how does he think his family would feel? Yeah. Because it's not just his life that was ending. Um, and soon after this, I saw the post for Walk and Talk for Men. Um, and I thought, I fancy some of that. Yeah. But... I didn't go on my own accord, if you know what I mean. I contacted this guy and said, look, I think this would be good for you. Yeah, right, man. Let's oh, go. So it's a bit of a cloaked thing, yeah. right? You wanted yeah. to go, but I you wanted didn't want to go, wanna, you didn't didn't go, go yourself. On right, okay, I'm with so you. So I thought, yeah, okay, it's a good excuse. So yeah. um, I dra- picked him up, dragged him along, um, and it was all for me. Right? It wasn't for him at all. It was It was for me. He'll be listening to this, and he won't. Uh, he won't know this yet. <laughs> and um, then I met some wonderful people. Nice man. Uh, Justin Lee's Luke was there. Yeah. Um, Luke's coming on next week. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Alex was there. Yeah. Uh, and there was this amazing sort of little network of people that were all fighting the same battle. They were all trying to make good. And I thought I've got to have some of this. Nice man. Well, look. Um, I don't want to state it like, ju- uh, what's his name, Luke. Mm. He's coming on to talk more uh, like in depth yeah. on walk and talk for I'll men. Have to so raise the sheet, seat up. Yeah, I'll have to put boosters <laughs> on for me as well, man. Um, yeah, so no, nah, it's a wonderful thing you guys do. Like, I, I love the concept of it. I'm just sorry I can't attend because I have my kids. Yeah. Um, and where you guys do it at Pax and Pits is where I attempted, mm. and I'm not at a place in my life to take my children there yet. There will be a point. Where, because at the minute you could argue that that place still has a hold over me, that's something that I've got to deal with. But I will attend one day, man. We'll go over there on our own. I just, I love what you do. Like, I absolutely love it. I love all the support you give so many people. And you came up with a phrase on a live which will live with me forever, that we're all your wills. Like, like genuinely, that warms my heart to hear. Um, Steve, I've got in the podcast, I'm running out of time. Don't want to, but before we do, this is new to the Are You Okay Mate podcast. I've got this wonderful T-shirt up here. Now, what I'd like you to do is just write a little message on there, wherever you like, and sign it. Guys, whilst Steve's doing that, um, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go and check out Steve's socials, and if you are struggling please hit the links that are going to be in the description and reach out to the likes of me and Steve at all times. Um, and, yeah, so I'll tell you afterwards what we're going to do with this. I'm not going to put it on air, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do with this afterwards. Steve, it's been absolutely amazing, man. Love you so much, bro. Thank you for coming into my life. It's an absolute pleasure.